So today's Palm Sunday, we're entering Holy Week, and um, we had a long gospel. Um, but it's going to be a characteristic of these coming uh, days. We may have heard this passion reading many times, and, and maybe the way we remember Palm Sunday maybe is because of the long gospel the long passion reading. Today, the church gives us uh, Mark's version of the passion. And if we play, if we give close attention uh, to the reading, you know, there are prominent characters that come across. You know, the main protagonist, Jesus. We have Peter, we have Judas, and many other characters. And among them, I want to draw your attention to three characters. They are odd um, characters. Some may not be found in other accounts of the Passion, but they have their unique place in the story. The first is the woman. The woman with the alabaster jar of perfumed oil. The gospel tells us that this oil is very expensive, costs a fortune. It's difficult probably for us to imagine that 2,000 years back, that was a treasure. And what does the woman do? She breaks the jar, pours it over the body of Jesus. It was a bold action for a woman to do. And it was also bold for her, for her to give everything that she had, the most expensive thing she had, to Jesus. Obviously, she's criticized. People, the onlookers say, oh, it's a waste of money. You could have done a lot with this. You could have fed the poor. So what can we make of this gesture of this woman? One way to look at it would be that this woman is giving the very best of her to Jesus. The second way to look at it from a Jewish context is that Jesus was being anointed. Kings and priests were anointed. Jesus did not have any special anointing. This was the only time that Jesus was anointed. So it had that deeper meaning. Jesus the king, Jesus the priest. And this gesture was also prophetic. In many senses, the woman was affirming the mission that Jesus had, which was to die on the cross. She said, go forth. Unlike Peter, if you remember Peter, when he heard about the passion and death of Jesus, he denied. He said, Jesus, don't. But the woman, on the contrary, asking Jesus to go ahead. The second character that we come across is the young man. 
The Gospel describes him as somebody who followed Jesus. He wore linen cloth. And when, the, when he was seized, he runs away naked. So when Jesus was arrested, many fled, but this young man followed. But when he was seized, he ran away. At the moment of truth, he runs away. He does not follow Jesus all the way to the cross. Nakedness is a symbol of our misery, of our shame. But this young man is redeemed in many senses. Some scholars make a uh, connection between this young man and later on, we didn't hear about it today, but at the empty tomb, there was a young man who comes clothed in a white robe. Some say it was this young man who was restored, his dignity was restored. The third character is the centurion. We hear, this is the climax, we hear the whale is torn from a Jewish context in a Jewish temple. Uh, there were two areas, one open to the public and the other area was called the Holy of Holies. Imagine this sanctuary being the Holy of Holies and that open to the public and this wailed through a curtain. Nobody can enter the sanctuary. Only the high priest and on certain days, certain feasts of the year. That wail has been torn. The barrier that was between God and humanity is broken. And the centurion sees this, and there is his confession of faith. Truly, this is the Son of God. And we can, in many senses, say that this was the first fruit of Jesus' death on the cross. So, if you're writing a great story, these characters fit beautifully. A great introduction with the woman. We have the twist with the young man right in the middle. And then we have the climax with the centurion. The story is a story of faith, hope, and charity. All these characters are anonymous. They don't have a name. Maybe it's an invitation for us to put ourselves in the passion, in these people. Are we going to be like the woman who exercised this extra extravagant generosity? Or are we like the centurion who, when he sees Jesus um, die on the cross, his eyes are open, his eyes of faith are open? Or are we like the young man following Jesus, but at the moment of truth, we run away, we give up? So let us, as we enter Holy Week, take that into reflection. 
these characters that the church gives to us. And also we find a beautiful prayer that we could make our prayer during this holy week. And that prayer is found in today's second reading. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, which should be our prayer, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father.